Mic check, mic check, 420, you are now checking in. And what it is, is Tuesday, May 17th. You know what that means. We back with a little bit of bumps and banner. My name is fucking dope, two G's, please respect it. And you already know who the fuck it is, man, Nine Con. And we are back, season two, episode... This is episode four. Episode four. Yeah, episode four, we have... We moving, man. We moving around in here. We making this shape. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. We on the go. We on the run now. I like it. Facts. But, uh, yeah, season two. Give a good clap to that. But we still missing Remy though. We still have <laughs> yet to find Remy, you guys. Uh, we have put out some milk carton posters for Remy. The street signs aren't working. Maybe we should do like an online ad for Remy, like uh, this missing. guy's missing. You know, like like an Amber Alert. Yeah, no, that's just for kids though. I thought. Oh yeah. man, yeah, we can't send out an Amber Alert. The whole Charlottesville Maybe. was crazy. Well, we, I, we know he was at, we know he was at Monday Night Raw last night. He was at Monday Night Raw last night. He 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 sent us. He's like Carmen San Diego. He sent us like footage of you know him at Monday Night Raw. So we know he's, he's alive. alive. We know he's alive. We know, we he's, know well. he's good. He's doing well because he's still keeping up with the product, you know. But we just haven't heard from him, haven't seen him. Um, and we're on a pace that we're looking for. Him. We're trying to find him. So if you guys know Rim, uh, let him know, man. Come, come join his brothers on the pod. Because unlike Rim, Rim, um, unlike Rim, our topic today, we're going to talk about people who actually... Walked out on, yeah. on, on their company. Yeah, no, no. That was what the whole music was for. Shout out to DJ Unk for walking it out. Because today we're talking about our walkouts. The people who, you know, just take their ball and just go home. They say, fuck it. Yeah, they lose their smiles. <laughs> they, they don't find peace anymore. They don't feel like this is what they want to do anymore. They get called drunk. They get called uh, radicals. <laughs> it's so it's so many different types of walkouts here. Some of them receive their uh, papers on their wedding day. Yeah, you got some who just didn't agree with creative. You got some who just uh, there's so many different names, and we're gonna talk about all the names. But we want to talk about how we got to this subject. So how we got to this subject was because Monday Night Raw was yesterday. And uh, the original main event of the show was a six-pack challenge. And that six-pack challenge would have included Nikki Cross, uh, Oscar, Dewdrop, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks, and and Naomi, our current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. At the time. At the time. That's what it were. That's who they were. Naomi was slated to go over to face Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. Which I would have liked to see. 
Uh, I think that would have been a really good match. I think that would have really showed out. I think that match could have potentially been the show stealer, other than uh, you know, the 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 Hell in a Cell matches that we we think we're getting. But we know that's that would have been a good match. Um, but things just didn't go that way. Sasha uh, and Naomi apparently did not like. Uh, the finish to the match did not like the creative decision on the match did not like their creative going forward and these are two people who are the WWE women's tag team champions they have to be put in a very good position to be champions <laughs> but this is our most recent uh, WWE main uh, roster title am I, am I correct Yep. Yeah, so this is the the, the most recent one. Uh, you know, Universal was around, but this is their most recent title. And if we're being honest, other than uh, when Sasha and Bailey had the titles, I can't think of another duo who's held the titles and really kind of made the titles worth something. You know, Boston Glow. Um, right. Boston Hug Connection was good, but the Boston Glow was like... Uh, better. I just finished watching one of the matches they had. That may be their last SmackDown tag team time. match. It's crazy to say that with uh, Natalia right. and Shayna Baszler. Very good match. Very competitive. They tell compelling stories within the match, and that's awesome. Um, but something about what they're doing right now, they're not fucking with, pretty much. Like, I don't know what it is. Now, these are two people who have been shaded. Now, let's not get this, like, confused. These are two people who have been shaded in the WWE a lot. Um, of, of more than a couple times, uh, enough times that I can say, oh, that's not cool, or, oh, I would have expected this. Or, and these are people who are, have been at the top of the card and the very bottoms of the cards. And I think maybe they just got fed up, man, and they just said, we're going to take our ball and, and, and go home. They gave the title. They, they put the titles on Johnny Ace's desk. And they said, we're going home. And that's crazy. What, what's your thoughts on that? Just your whole thoughts on Sasha and Naomi walking out, essentially. I think it's a double-edged sword. <clears throat> I think that you got to fight for what you believe in. And you got to stand up for what you want. I do also believe that when you have a job, you do need to kind of do what they ask of you. Especially you have to do your I, job. For me, I look at it as I understand exactly what they want, and I do think that that is well deserved. I also think that on the e, for the E, this was a chance I think for them to kind of draw out some storylines and. Further some stories like I don't think it would have been Oscar. It would it, was, it wasn't supposed to be Oscar and Bianca at Hell in a Cell because I think they wanted to build on the Oscar Becky feud because it's already staying to that fire. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's good. It's already fire to that steam, I mean. Yeah, it's that's already there. So then naturally, the other four competitors in the six pack challenge, that's what they wanted. They wanted Nikki Cross and Dewdrop. For the tag team belts. Where you build that story in that match. All the while. Naomi and Sasha. Y'all both get top spots. Naomi gets to face Bianca. Sasha gets to face Ronda. Granted. Nobody's going over. But 
the the point is you guys are still being in this situation, especially with Naomi. Now you're being really booked in a top spot. You know what I'm saying? She's been here before, though. She's been here this before. This is one of those. I wish Remy was here for this one. This is one of those ones where, you know, it's it's hard because, like I said, like you gotta stand for what you believe in. And I'm just trying to kind of play, not even play devil's advocate, but be diplomatic as mm-hmm. possible when, when thinking about it. And it's like, it's just a fucked up situation overall. What I don't like, I don't like the the ease their official statement on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, them having Corey Graves call them unprofessional and all oh, that man. Yeah. I just think that that was, I think that, but that's Vince. I mean, you know who's in that. Yeah, you know you, who's in Gorilla. You know who's in Gorilla. That's all we got to say about that. No, I mean, I think uh, both parties are at fault in this situation. Um, and both parties are uh, right to their standpoints. So, like, um, for Bianca and Naomi, uh, two black women, I'm never going to say um, <coughs> they don't deserve more. Because I think every black woman on earth deserves more. Um and I think they have been shaded enough in their careers where now they're at a prominent standpoint in their careers where they feel like they do deserve more. Now, being put in the main event, being put in some good positions um, of some star power is, is very helpful to your careers uh, from a business standpoint. Um, so what the WWE was doing wasn't necessarily what they wanted, but was something that was going to be beneficial in the end. Um, so I look at both stand parties and say, man, neither one of you are wrong, but you guys got to come together and agree on something. Some there has to be some type of resolution before it becomes something that we're talking about on a podcast, man. Because as, as much as I've seen them shaded, I can also say, man, this is a job. This is a business and most importantly, this is a privilege. That's why they have things like Progress and Evolve and NXT 2.0 now. Because these are people who want those same spots that you have. This is a business and you have to work within the business and you have to come to work if you work for a business. That's just point blank period, man. And that's like me just coming to work one day, looking at what they got on, 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 on case for me to do and say... Uh, I don't want to do this. I'm going home. My job is going to call me maybe four or five hours later and say, hey, you don't work here anymore. That's very unprofessional. What you could have done was something different, not what you did. And if it becomes something of, will both of them get fired? WWE is not wrong. Now, if nothing comes from this and both of them get these bigger spots, bigger roles within the company. Uh, Sasha and Banks, I mean, Sasha and Naomi would have been right all along with their standpoint. So it's one of those things like, I don't want to see it play out, but either way it plays out, I know it's right. You know? So I think both parties are at fault. Sasha and Banks for being kind of unprofessional and WWE for releasing that shitty statement and, uh, Making this a situation that it didn't have that to didn't be. have to be because now it's more of a situation that that people like us are talking about on a podcast, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> so like 
they gave us something to talk about because we came in today and we honestly we didn't discuss no podcast topics and nothing like that. Hell, we probably didn't even watch Raw. I'm not gonna say that yet because we'll talk about our results on the next episode. But but you I, guys I, know. Who I we tell are. you this though. At roughly about six o'clock this morning, when I got up to get ready to, for my nine to five, I sent I sent this motherfucker a text message and I said, "Well, I guess today's topic is people taking they <laughs> taking they ball and walking out." No, <laughs> and I and all I could do was like it because I understood it. I heard I I didn't know what was going on, but I wake up at five. I had seen it. Um, the statement dropped probably like eleven. After Raw, pretty After much. After Raw last night. So, once I seen the statement, I said, oh, this sucks. Once I seen how it portrayed out on on the show, I said, oh, this sucks. It made me feel like whatever they were tripping about, they had a good reason, pretty much. And <laughs> that got us to thinking about other people, man. Because this isn't the first time we've seen this. Like, right. th- we've seen... This is a custom thing. Not a custom thing. But Takovich and Noku's not doing this. We're not covering if like uh, (laughs) Drew Gulag does this tomorrow. We're not going to talk about that. These are some prominent names. These are both champions. Like they both held singles titles. And not to mention, (laughs) this this will be Sasha Banks' second time walking out. Realistically, third. Uh, she walked out for mental health reasons um, during uh, the SummerSlam. That's how we got this whole Becky Lynch thing. Um, and then she walked out before that. Citing, uh, uh, what was she citing? She cited something. Something I happened. It was like a four month break. She she asked for a release, and then she, they gave her four months off. Yeah, and they gave her. They didn't give her four months off. She asked for a release. Vince she said, went to go shoot Star Wars, the Mandalorian. Vince said, think about it and then come back to me if you show us some shit like that. She went to go shoot Mandalorian and then she came back. She came back and she had the same position she was in. So Sasha's been here before. She's a very a spirited wrestler and it's almost rightfully so. I think sometimes the character of Sasha Banks makes the person seemed probably like a dick because of course her the name's the boss mm-hmm. she she's going to walk around like she's going to feel like she's the boss Vince in, in our eyes she's bigger than Vince McMahon but we know there's no one bigger than Vince McMahon so like the there's probably a lot of people who are going to look at it from uh the point and say man Sasha sucks for doing this she does this so much she looks like a little baby you know, but if we're being honest and we're talking about pure wrestling, Sasha Banks is top five, and she's been top five for the last ten years. Uh, she has been underpaid and overlooked uh, way too much to be uh, put in this position. She shouldn't even be the women's tag team champ. She should be in the in the card with the title. Like that's how good Sasha Banks is. She should be fighting for the title. Every other week, because she's really one of the best wrestlers in the world, male or female, and she puts on a good show. So, like, it sucks that we get to see it this way. With uh, 
it play out like that because of the character, the boss. But I'm pretty sure she's uh, done enough in her career at, in the E to still go down as a Hall of Famer, to still uh, be able to get another job outside of WWE, whether it be AEW, whether it be TNA. She'd be the champ tomorrow in both companies. She'd, uh, if she wanted to do acting and, and really <coughs> go into this, um, this Hollywood lifestyle, this boss lifestyle that she really, uh, that the character portrays, then I would support it. You know, I watched her on Mandalorian. She did a good job. She's, she's really a face, uh, bigger than the, uh, character. She's really like, maybe she's what WWE is really looking for when they're looking for their next guy. I think it could be Sasha Banks. Like, they're setting Roman up for it, but Sasha kind of beat him to the punch already. She's already on Disney. Like, she's she's already moving around. It's it's different, man. I just think, we're, in her sense, um, she shouldn't get as much slack. And maybe one thing happens from this. Maybe... Uh, Sasha leaves and Naomi doesn't. If Naomi comes back, where is she going? She's going straight to the bloodline. She comes in, maybe it's just Trinity Fatu. And it look, it's a whole new character. And now we're looking at her as a heel, which she was in NXT or FCW back in the day. And we're looking at her like, oh, what a reinvention of Naomi. This is where she should have been years ago. You know, like this is who we wanted to see. This woman here. That can happen in this situation. So, like, I, I hate that it's playing out, but you kind of got to give it some time to let it play out. Does that make sense? Does that spark this? Because that made sense. Yeah. Um, I just think that, you know, a lot of people decide sometimes that they're going to stand for what they believe in, regardless to what... The terms are regardless to what is going to signed in paper or, you know, by handshake, whatever. You have a lot of people. And, and I mean, recently it's been the women because right before them, it was Tony Storm that walked out. Mm, hold on, hold on. Let's not go down the list yet. Because we got a list. And Tony Storm, uh, but. It, and now she dropping people on their neck in AEW. She looks damn good in AEW. Yes. I'd love to see either of them in AEW, to be honest. <laughs> if we get uh, Mercedes, whatever her name is, Renato, Renato, and AEW, we get and Trinity Five Two in AEW, they're immediately at the top of the rankings. Right? They're they're smoking Jade Cargill, like in the baddie section. They're it's not even it's clear that they would be way better than everyone else over there. Ruby, all of the people. Uh, Thunder Rosa, I'd love to see uh, Sasha versus Thunder Rosa. Jesus Christ. That match looks like... Oh, that looks like Brett versus Sean in, in, a, in a women's match. But who knows, man? This could really turn out to be something bigger than us just talking about it on the podcast. But let's talk about some of these other names. Like you said, Tony Storm. She's the first, the, the first name you say. She's the re- most recent one. When she left, she was at the top of the card facing Charlotte Flair. Right? 
This is a little bit before WrestleMania. Yep. Um, this was probably before Royal Rumble, maybe day one in that time frame. Somewhere in that area. So, like, December-ish, January, Tony Storm leaves. And she gets her three-month clause, and now she's in AEW. And we're finally get to see the Tony that we thought we got. We were going to get when we seen her in NXT UK, when we seen her in the Mae Young Classic. Tony Storm's a phenomenal wrestler. And she has been since she's been in Japan. And uh, this didn't turn out to be a bad thing for her. Um, will she ever be able to come back to the E after this? I don't know. I think sometimes this works for some. doesn't work for others. I think her style of wrestling kind of doesn't fit the E. Um, I like her where she is right now. Especially what she's doing in the Owen Hart tournament. Looks damn good. She's looking like a star. She could be a new star on TNT. Tony Storm. Um, who else we got on this list? Um, uh, along on this list, we got some people. We're just going to throw some names out there. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh, man. Jeff Hardy was probably the most recent male, right? Yeah. Uh, on the list. Jeff uh, pretty much walked out of a live event. Right? They're, they're doing a live event. They had Jeff's, a of a match. Jeff's, Jeff's about to be put in position to face Roman Reigns. This is a little bit before WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. This may be around the same, maybe a month after the Tony Storm thing happened. Um, and I can't remember if he was before Tony Storm or not. He may have been before Tony Storm. I think he was after Tony. Um, I think Tony... Uh, Act for her release, whereas he was released. Um, no, she walked out. She left after she after a match. She left, called yeah. the plane back, and she asked for a release, and then they granted it right then and there. He uh, walks out of the match. He leaves. They actually said he was drunk. They WWE did this terrible statement, trying to make it seem like Jeff Hardy was a drunk. And was back on the drill, like back on the alcohol, and he walked out because he couldn't finish the match, and that wasn't the case. Uh, he walked out because he probably just had a revelation, like this isn't what I want to be doing. This is kind of whack. I'm gonna leave now, and he's another person who, I guess, it kind of worked out for him as well. He's back to doing his uh, his music. He's back to doing his art. Or as much as he wants. He's in all of Lee, just like you know everyone else does. He's in a prominent position in all in all elite right now, uh joining his brother Matt Hardy, uh as the Hardys. And they he's in the Owen Hart tournament. He just beat Darby Allen in a fucking crazy match. Um we'll get to that when we do the results. Did we talk about that last week? Yeah, we talked about that yeah. last week. That was a fucking crazy match. Um but yeah, he's he's gonna be. We'll be talking about Jeff Hardy next, like on our next episode, because he's someone who who his face hasn't left the wrestling scene <laughs> since he walked away. Right, and then um, let's see. Those all of those were recent, but then I mean, this has been happening since back in the day. Um, Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, that's the out. first. That's like one of the first. Not one of the first, but. Of our generation, at least that we can think of. Sergeant Slaughter walking out in the early 90s. 
he walked out. He wanted a vacation. It was something about a vacation or something, I believe. Not sure, but I know he walked out. Uh, Warrior walked out. Yeah, Warrior. After SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, Macho Man is a good Savage one. Savage walked out too. Savage. After the Yokozuna beef, uh, that was pretty much it for him. He walked out. He didn't want... He didn't want to do ring announcing anymore. Um, and this is when they were ushering Monday Night Raw. He was a prominent face on Monday Night Raw for a long time. And it kind of just, you know, didn't work out. He, he had to go. He wanted to leave. Um, who else we got on this list? Raven walked out. Raven probably walked out of everywhere, though. He done walked out of a couple places. Yeah, Raven's one of those guys... Where Raven is quick, maybe to take the take his ball and go home. Um, I'll never forget uh, Raven's last match in ECW when the crowd fucking just they he got the most heat I'd ever seen. They really fucking hated Raven because they knew he was leaving to go to WCW and. Um, he loses the match, of course. I think it was the Dreamer. Um, Dreamer kicks his ass. Uh, he probably didn't really kick his ass. You know who Dreamer was. Dreamer was like the the, John, the baby face. No, Dreamer was the baby face. But he Dreamer was, used to lose all the time. Oh, yeah, because he's the baby face. So, like, if this is his last match, of course the fucker can't win. Um, so, send him the Dreamer so the crowd can go home happy. And that was a night where the crowd sincerely went home happy. And ACW. Um, he also left WCW <laughs> to go back to ECW. To ECW you know, <laughs> like, uh, he was Johnny Polo. He, 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 he didn't want to do it anymore. He was Johnny Polo. That was in WWF. No, I'm talking about Eastern Championship. And then he goes to WCW to be Johnny Polo. Like, WWF, he was Johnny Polo too. But then he goes to ECW as Eastern Championship. He was definitely Johnny Polo for, for at least five <laughs> or six years. And then the Raven thing comes when he gets to ECW. He goes to WCW. He's Raven again. And I want to say after that, he goes to WWE. And then he goes to WWE. And then he goes TNA. to TNA. And that's kind of where he... He finished. That was pretty much... That was it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did some other things. He, he did Ring of Honor. Um, he did some other cool things around. Well, you know, that's because TNA and Ring of Honor were kind of like... And cahoots. I don't really want to that say was early cahoots, in the days, but I mean, though. a lot of TNA's top stars were Ring of Honor's top stars at the same time, like Samoa Joe. Um, nah, when Samoa Joe left, he, he, he walked out and went to TNA, and that was it. He, wasn't, he, he lost the title, and that was it. His last match was the title match. Um, Samoa Joe had a good run, though. It was a lot of guys. I could have swore that his runs that. His Lonsdale were like concurrent, but I could be wrong on that. Because mm-hmm. I won't watch Ring of Honor. I was watching Impact, though. No, everybody did that. I was watching Ron Killing. Everybody City. does that grand that grand uh, exit, you know, like where you you either win. Like Daniel Bryan <laughs> had it when he, before he leaves to go to WWE. Uh, CM Punk had it. Uh, Seth Rollins had it. They gave Hero one. They gave uh, Cesaro one. Kevin Owens got one. Adam Cole got one. They all get their uh, their goodbye match before um, they exit to another show. Um, 
it's just a ring of honor thing, I guess. That was like a handshake thing or something. Who knows? But uh, Raven, that's where he ended in TNA. After Raven, who was there were some other guys. You got the infamous one. You want to talk about the infamous one? Uh, Stone two, Cold. There's two. Like there's two infamous ones. There's wait, one wait. There's three the infamous ones. Yeah. Because I would say that was infamous too. You said the Radicals was infamous Yes, too? because that ushered in. That was in the time of the Attitude Era. That was like at the very, the very end of the Attitude Era. And that was what and uh, that, put It was a over. power shift. It, it definitely was a power shift because it was like, oh, they, they jumped ship. Yeah. And these were four guys who had Literally, prominent roles. They had just won the WCW World Title. They had prominent roles. I don't know if it was the World Title. It might have been. No. He won the WCW World Title and then walked out. I don't know about that. I, no, I gotta, look, gotta look that one up. We might I'm, be high. No, I'm dead. I'm, I'm so serious. I, I promise you that's what happened. Watch this. No, we, we don't have to. We're we gonna, talk, we, we gonna talk about the untalkable just for a second. But no, yeah. There's, there's no the radicals, if you don't remember, if there's people who are not of, of age, you had uh, Perry Saturn, uh, you had Dean Malenko, you had Eddie Guerrero, and you had Chris Benoit. Uh, these were four guys who were at their top of their games when leaving. Um, none of them I uh, grouped together because I don't remember any of them grouped together other than uh, Malenko and Eddie were both Boom. in the cruiserweight divisions. He beats he beats Sid as sold out two thousand for the world championship. Left the next day. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I knew it was something like the next day or something, and they walked out him, Dean. Eddie and Parasite. That's so crazy. You and, and I'm a guy who remembers some a lot of WCW, but I definitely didn't remember that one. But that's that's your WCW World Champion walking out. He was on Raw probably like days later. No, it was like I think it was a few months later. A few months, I think, because that was sold out. Was what? January 2000, and then they popped up after WrestleMania. After WrestleMania, no, they it was before WrestleMania because Ben Wall won one of his matches, he won um, WrestleMania at WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. These guys were big time guys, though, in WCW and in WWE, and they turned out to be uh, Hall of Famers all in their rightfully. So Dean Malenko is one of the greatest wrestlers and trainers in the world, pretty much. Um, <coughs> Eddie Guerrero, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, Chris Benoit, rest in peace. Perry Saturn, rest in peace. Is Perry Saturn here? He's I don't know. Did he just put death on Perry Saturn? I don't know if Perry's here or not. I don't he think just, Perry's here. That man just put death on Perry Saturn. I don't, no. I don't know. Perry Saturn is alive, fool. Okay, Perry Saturn's alive. Sorry, yes. Perry. Perry's my guy. I hated that mop thing he did. But yeah, other than the that... The mopping gimmick was like... WCW Perry Saturn, Perry Saturn and the Rings of Saturn was pretty much like one of my favorite submissions as a kid. Um, you put somebody in that, they were going to fucking cry, bro. 
Like as a kid, I thought the Rings of Saturn was a the, the Rings most of Saturn is movie, definitely man. was a crazy finish. All it is now is the um what Brit does. Yeah, or the Gargano effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Gar- not the Gargano effect. What is it? What he called his movie? I don't remember at the at the moment, but there's a lot of different uh, variations of it now. But these four guys were like uh top guys, man. Like. It's just crazy to think that four guys would just take their balls and, and go home because they didn't fuck with what was going on over there. Um, but kudos to those guys, man. Those, the radicals, uh, ushered in a new generation. Um, who else do we have on this list that uh, walked out? Gargano Escape. The Gargano Escape. Gargano yeah. Escape. That's what it was. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck! I couldn't think of that shit. We know Britt Baker joined the lock, y'all. Yeah. But the Gargano escape. But before we get into the two most prominent walkouts that probably, literally one of them, one of, both of these people changed the landscape of wrestling. But before we get into the two most prominent walkouts, <coughs> we kicking today. Got to give a shout out to Anchor. Um, shout out to Anchor, man. They they provide this platform for us to do what we and do. And this is a great platform to uh, for others to make podcasts and be able to publish podcasts uh, through different variations and different streaming platforms, man. Anchor through Spotify is an awesome platform. I would highly suggest everyone use Anchor by Spotify. So shout out to Anchor and shout out to Spotify. Yes, it's been great. Shout out to the home team, the grow team, Maplewood Farms. Shout out to Silk Road Hydro. Shout out to Remy. Um, Shout out to Lomax, man, because he's still ugly. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Nah, shout out to Lomax. We love Lomax. Absolute Photographs, Pete Max Productions. Y'all know what the fuck it is, man. Shout out to Super Dope. Shout out to Hitsville. Shout out to Raw Papers. Shout out to Cultures for providing the raw papers and Carrotown Tobacco and, you know, all the other great uh, smoke shops. If y'all just stopped selling tobacco, man, it would be great. Yeah, we ain't fucking with that shit. No tobacco, no Fonto, no nothing. No, I can't say no Fonto. See, then you can't but say you know, no I'm tobacco. A, I'm a universal smoker, man, like... Yeah, I smoke I uni- for everyone. I'm so. a universal smoker, too. I universally but you're a preferred... Smoke. Like you're a preferred smoker, whereas I like, smoke papers. I smoke bombs, with a different variation of rigs, vaporizers. Yeah, that's no, universal. but yeah, you do, but it's not like an everyday thing. You like the everyday person smokes blunts. I'm not. I'm an everyday person with some little bit of class with his weed. You know, <laughs> like a little bit of class. So I like to smoke papers too, but like. The every the everyday average black person there, we smoking blunts, you know, like, and that's either blunts, backwoods. Now it's the blunt bills, like it's like people going backwards. Because I was smoking blunt bills way long times ago. It was like facts, and I ain't even that fucking old. That shit crazy. It's one of those things that just it happens over here. But no, who else can we shout out, man? Let's shout out. Let's shout out Nation's Promise, the Springwater. Um, we can shout out Dr. Pepper and Crown. 
uh, for providing our refreshments today. Um, also, ginger ale. Uh, what ginger ale were you? Uh, what did you have? Kanada Dry. Yeah, Kanada Dry. We're gonna we're gonna shout out Nautica and Calvin Klein for being great uh, people in our wardrobes. Um, we're gonna our wardrobe guys have been hooking us up lately. So like Nike, uh, Jordan. Uh, Michael Kors. Yeah, Michael Kors. Uh, there's a lot of good things that we're working on here. Uh, J. Crew. Our stylists have been kicking ass recently. So shout out to our wardrobe stylists. And um, shout out to everybody else on the Bumps and Banner team, man. Shout out to you guys. You guys have been awesome. Like and share. Send this to your homies, man, because we're we going to have fun with what we talk about regardless. We're going we're gonna to make you laugh and and make you really think. If you're a real wrestling hand, or you're just the real smoker who just watch wrestling occasionally, you you know what the fuck we talking about. This is for the diehards and the casual fans. But let's get into these last two days, man. So these last two days, like I said, infamous names. We're going to start off with... uh, Mr. CM Punk. Yeah, look in his eyes. um, What would you see? I'm myself walking away the, from the WWE. Yeah, <laughs> this is how I know we're still rappers. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the perfect segue. I love that. But no, CM Punk is our guy, man. CM Punk, uh, best in the world. Uh, one of the best draws in, in wrestling uh, for the longest time. Um, I can say he's he's... About to be fighting in the world championship at, in All Elite at their next pay per view. He's fighting in the main event. He's in the main event. Um, this is a guy who didn't, this is after coming back with missing seven years of wrestling. This was seven years ago, uh, Royal Rumble in January. Um, he gets eliminated. Uh, who won that Rumble? Was that the one Batista won? Yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that was the one Batista won. Um, I don't even think he was there when Batista came out. Um, I don't think he was in the in the picture. Um, CM Punk, he was doing really great. At the time, he looked sick. Um, and it came out that he was. Um, but he was still putting on bangers at the time. He had... This isn't like the first time he had walked out either. He had walked out with the title before. Um, giving us the Summer of Punk. Um, that was one of the, the biggest WWE storylines in the last 25 years. Uh, maybe top 10 storylines in the company's entire history. Right. Uh, CM Punk is really a good good wrestler. Like He's one of the guys, man. And he walked out. After that match, he gets eliminated from that Rumble. We have yet to see WWE CM Punk. For at least five years after he left, they still chanted CM Punk. That's just that deep. They chanted it seven years. All seven, yeah. But but it was heavy for five. For for five years, that CM Punk chant was heavy as fuck. <coughs> they used... The only person that they hijacked... Like that would be people like Daniel Bryan and shit. Yeah, because Daniel Bryan Who was super over at the time. Yeah, yeah, and and all he did was put another Ring of Honor guy in position to win. He did his job pretty much. 
It was awesome. Um, CM Punk is number two because I think his is the most infamous. Um, because it was in the modern era, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, he's the one who kind of tra- who he's the one who kind of changed the the landscape of wrestling mm-hmm. and what you know you people could say. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and people like that were quote unquote small, right? Mm-hmm. You could say that, but in a general sense, them motherfuckers was kind of big. They got big. They learned the they learned the big way, right? CM Punk is a really small dude, like he's bigger than me. Yeah, in the modern but, era, but he's he's, he's, he's a small average, guy. Average size. Um, his his in ring style. The way he was able, because he he just like Cena to, in a sense where he really only got five, he might have six or seven moves. Yeah, at this point in his career, yes. Even back then, though, it was the same Ring of Honor, thing. he had probably about ten. Man, I would say ten. It's always been that the bitch could talk. Of he course, he can talk. Yes, the he bitch can, can sell a match. He can talk. He can That's tell you a story. Been. Whether you gave him one week to do it or a full year, he, he can tell a story. He he knew how to get himself over. Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying. He knew how to get himself over. And when you look at this list, all of these people were top can get themselves over with all their these, characters. All these all these characters on here, I I, I and us, I loved except War. I hated Warrior. Oh yeah, we don't want to talk about how Man, I hate you Warrior right now. Warrior was awesome. But Warrior left because Warrior wanted to be Hogan and and wanted to go over like Hogan did. And Vince wanted to usher in a new era. Um, It was a different, you know, it was was time for something new. And Vince seen that early in the game. And uh, months later, we got uh, Renegade versus Hulk Hogan. And it's one of the worst matches literally of all time. I can probably name no matches worse than this match. Uh, Hogan tried to do the thing with the fire. It's really one of, oh, man. If I had enough time, I can talk about how much I hate that match for an entire episode. That's one of the worst matches of all time. But we're not. We're going to stop it. And I'm going to tell you that. No. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. No, we're not going to keep talking about it. I'm going to tell guy. you this. Hulk Hogan probably has, when you talk about the worst matches of all time, if you if if we're not talking about actual uh, like star power and anything like that, the majority of the worst matches of all time include Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. What about the outsiders? Did we leave them off the list? They kind of no, because they didn't really walk out. They didn't walk out. Their contracts ran out. They you know, out. they kind of ushered in that same side on that other side. I think it's because Rube? of how they. Rick Rude kind of walked out because he was on a, a you know, a parents on a, a parents by parents basis with the E, which is how he was able to show up on Nitro on the same night as he was on Monday Night Raw. No, literally did something that nobody else would ever be able to do. Yeah, I think he happened. had the mic probably like in a fifteen minute span. He probably had the uh, mic no, twice. Could, somebody probably could be on AW Dark and then be. On Monday, Dark Elevation, and then be on Monday Night Raw on the same night. Like getting washed, like a jobber. Like being on Elevation and having a goddamn 
a goddamn uh, competitive match and then going to the E and jobbing to somebody like yeah. the Han. Yeah. That's funny as hell. That I could see Angelico <laughs> being one of those guys or Fuego del Sol being one of those guys. <laughs> both, of them, both of them actually signed with them. I know, I, I know. But I'm just saying, you know, there's those. I'm just giving the, the sense, you know, the general sense to it. But no, like, it's going to be something that's going to be going on recurrent. This isn't something that's going to stop because we know how. WWE is set up, you know? It's set up like a circus, man. Once either your act gets stale or you become bigger than the act, you run into this 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 moment. And I think um in a sense CM Punk uh the act didn't get stale. He just knew his worth. Um, he knew his worth and he said, fuck that shit. Yeah. And then it goes to our final guy. Our final guy is... Uh, we all know this guy. He was the fucking headliner of this year's WWE. Like, WWE WrestleMania was 38, right? He, he was the headliner. He, he was the man. He was Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, like, I should have had that fucking... Glass drop just now, like for him. That would have been awesome. Yeah, we we should we we're gonna start doing cool things like that. I, I, when we start naming some guys, we're gonna when we know who we're naming. I should have got a list of these guys up and running it through, but we just high talking and shit. So fuck it, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin, we gonna give him some lighter flicks because that's our guy. And uh, that's probably nine's got more than mine's, but Stone Cold Steve Austin is. Infamous for his because Vince McMahon came out the night he did it and stated Stone Cold Steve Austin has took his ball and gone home. This is one of the moments where the act was bigger than the circus. And to this day, we know he wasn't wrong. Um, But the way it happened, they wanted this man... To job to I Brock Lesnar. They wanted him to lose to Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw in a King of the Ring qualifying match. That sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. Your biggest star ever. Fuck Hogan. Austin is the... That is... Why you're able to... He still butters the bread. <laughs> He's the headliner. Austin, the is, Austin is still buttering the bread. Let's, let's goddamn not get it fucked up. He's the most recognized his legacy, his le- If it time. wasn't for his legacy and if it wasn't for Rocks, then he would be in trouble because Hogan tarnished his mm-hmm. in a sense. So did Brett. You know, we're being honest, and we didn't say Sean. Sean did. Sean did it too. Sean walked out. Sean, Sean. We didn't talk about Sean. Yeah, that's the one who lost his smile. Sean lost his fucking smile. Sean was tired of being in the fucking. How the fuck we forget Sean? That was three. Yeah. There was Sean, Sean, CM Punk, then Austin. Yeah, Sean is. 
is infamous for being the guy who just lost his smile and didn't. He just left and left WWE in a bad situation for a couple months, where they had to put uh, his partner over. And it's like- it, it, it it just sucks. But Austin's is way worse. Austin's is Austin. I'm gonna tell you though. It, it made sense at uh, the way Austin spent it. But I think Vince would have asked anybody the same shit. That's how crazy Vince is. Vince, because Vince still doesn't think there's no act bigger than the circus. This is one of those times where Vince, has, I know and somewhere in his heart, he has spoken to that man and told him, I'm sorry for that. There's no it, way. It's, I'm telling you, Vince, in hindsight, has said... That was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> like, because it didn't make sense. It didn't. Nothing about it made sense. Why? There was no reason for that. They really wanted to put Brock over, and they still got to deal with it. it had if, still you wanted, if you wanted him to lose the Brock, have him lose the Brock in the King of the Ring final. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's the story, if we're being honest. That's the match. He's the king of the ring, infamous guy. Now picture Your that. next big thing beats him. He looks like uh, the same way Jake the Snake looked when he Stone Cold goes over. It's the it's Stone Cold was absolutely you right. You wanna thump your Bible talking about your talking about your songs three sixteen. Well, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. That really happened, man. <coughs> yeah. No. But when you really think about it, he said that man thumb, thumb, thumbled through his Bible. <laughs> so, so, so what Austin pretty much just walked out on Monday Night Raw and Vince told niggas that the match wasn't going to happen. And still. Brock Lesnar wins the fucking King of the Ring. It still happened. It still fucking happened. It's like gonna change that. It's like from that moment, that should have been the moment where the internet wrestling community goes, you know, boo Brock Lesnar forever. Because he's the reason we don't have Stone Cold anymore. Apparently he's this world class citizen now. No, and they fucking like each other. They they're they're cool, like they're cordial at least. He does the he does one of the best Stone Cold impersonations out. Yeah, you know, so like this Stone Cold impersonation, funny as shit. I think that's when he un- <coughs> that was helpful for uh, Brock Lesnar's career because that taught Brock Lesnar immediately the business. Mm-hmm. He probably thought to his mind, "How can I get to that sense where I can just fucking leave?" And walk and out. Motherfucker said, Fuck it, and I'm gonna get paid. He got his leverage and and now he's one of the biggest wrestling businessmen in the world. If you want to go over and make you the guy, you put him against Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar doesn't have to win or lose, but Brock Lesnar has to be there and look like Brock Lesnar now. Like that's the thing. That's been the thing for like ten years, right? Like he essentially got to that point where that he he can become a part time champion. And fight four times a year. Like, he was smart enough to, to understand from what Stone Cold did by walking out that you can be a 
an, an act bigger than the circus. And Brock Lesnar became an act bigger than the circus. He was a UFC champion. He went on to fight. Uh, uh, he went on to to be in uh, well, NFL. Like he did some things. He didn't make it, it in the NFL. I know. But he, he played for the Vikings. I'm a Vikings fan. You gotta give me that. The Brock Lesnar played for the Vikings. I tell everybody that. He was on the practice <laughs> squad. As a Vikings fan, I can always say it. But he was on the practice squad. The beast incarnate. The next big thing was a a right tackle. <laughs> so like for no. your Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it happened, man. But no, shout out to Brock Lesnar and shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's probably the most infamous guy who just walked out. We just we took his ball and went home. It happened, man. He said, "Fuck that shit." And he just left. He said, "I'm not doing business that way." Fuck y'all. Yeah, Sean shit was sad, and that was in the reality. I mean, that was like in the modern. What was that? The what attitude, era was that? That was the no. Sean didn't walk out in the attitude. Era. Yes, he did. It was attitude? Yes, because Degeneration X was a thing at the time. Yeah, you're right. When he lost his smile, oh, that was right before Degeneration X. But it was during that. It was during that period. I think it was before that. Either way, I think he, it was he left and then he came back when um. His, uh, no, it was during his the, manager. When he came back with his the, manager. It was during the Degeneration X thing because he started Degeneration X. And then he lost his smile and all that. Remember, he lost to Austin at Mania. And then, God damn it all, he fucking mm-hmm. left. You got confused. He had an injury already when he lost to, to, to him. He wasn't coming back anyway. He was already out. Oh, those were two separate things. These are two separate things. When he left, he left uh, in like the early, in the mid nineties because he lost his smile. He didn't want to do it anymore. He was at the top. Let's just ask Siri. Hey Siri, Siri's not going to do. When did Shawn Michaels lose his smile? Siri will know. Early 90s, I would say. February 13th, 1997. Attitude Era. Okay. Attitude Era was 97 to 2000, 2001. Even if if you want, if you want. How long was was Nitro from 96 beating their ass until they decided they was going to go gangster? It's probably after WrestleMania. After WrestleMania 97. I'm good. Because they was beating the shit out of their ass. I didn't do that at the end. And I feel like I did. Yeah, it started in November of 1997. Yeah. But they just say 1997 as the year. But November is when I think Vince made the, like, announcement jam. Because, what you call it, Hogan turned at the bash in 96. And they was beating their ass. <laughs> After that, it was, a, it was ass whoopings every week. It was ass whoopings every week. <laughs> yeah. 
They was whooping their ass. They was whooping their ass sometime. <laughs> I don't know what we can talk about next Tuesday. You know, the world's so wild. I mean, next Tuesday, we'll probably talk about those. Uh, we'll probably get those predictions off for the next. Um, yeah, predictions. Because we got predictions what, two, four pay-per-views we coming got, up? We got predictions two Tuesdays straight. Next week, we predict a double or nothing. The week after that, we predict a hell in the cell. Let's just put them A couple of weeks more. later, we predict an... Um, we predict them Forbidden Door, and after that, we predict the Money in the Bank. Now we got to do them separate. Separate shows, separate predictions. We got to do them separate. Because Double or Nothing going to be a, lo- a big fucking card. Hell in the Cell, if we might could have did it if it was like, if, this one of AEW big shows, we can't, we can't do that. Even though we, I now know Cody and Seth made an event in Hell in the Cell because Roman ain't on it. Oh, no, I knew that was the main event once they gave us the countdown to Cody, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Because the countdown to Cody was, was something crazy when you really think about it. Right. But this was a good episode, man. Shout out to Sasha Banks and Naomi. I hope this works out for them. <coughs> Realistically, that's all I want to see is I want this to work out for those two specifically. Um, whether it be they leave the E and get better and get bigger at wrestling and life in general. Or uh, they come back and they look bigger and better as the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions now. Who knows what's going to happen, but I just hope it works out for them. Right. What's your take? You think they're getting uh, fired? Who's fired? If they fire somebody, it might. I don't know, bro. Now that I think about it, neither one of them might get fired because Sasha got the pull. Naomi got. It's the, not even about Naomi, the pull. Naomi got it's the family. About the pool, Naomi man. got the family ties. Man. That's what I'm saying. Like, Dang. It's, it's not even about the pull. It's Dang, more about the blood, man. This situation where it's like Roman probably walked in the office after the like Vince. I would hate for this. What if this is a whole storyline? Wouldn't, wouldn't this fucking suck? I would hate that we got episode. work. That we got we, work. That we got what work. If this is a work, and we're over here shooting like crazy. The world shooting like crazy. Yeah. Oh, if they worked us, that's wild. I would love it. I would, I would be like, it. damn, wrestling is still good. <laughs> this is why wrestling is still good. I don't know if it's a work though. Let us know if it's a work. We're going to ask that on, on all of our platforms. Do you think that this is all a work? Because WWE has really come out with this one. Like, this could be a work, man. Or we could just be high. Who knows? You high? Us two motherfuckers. Yeah, we've been smoking. This shit crazy. But nah, we'll see you guys in a couple days, man. My name is fucking Doe. Two Gs. Please respect it. And again, this is your boy, Nine Oh, yeah, Con. he's mine. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is Bumps and Banner. Shout out to Remy. Yo, Remy, we got to find you, man. We got to come do a show in Charlottesville. Let's set it up sometime. Like, set it up one weekend. We just got to pull up. Remy, Remy here's, here's, what, here's what it is. You don't show up. You some bitch. You going one on one with the Undertaker? How about that? <laughs> you and going one on one with the fucking no. Undertaker? We out. Holla, holla. <laughs>